Welcome in to another edition of Somewhat Mobile, recorded <laughs> here in front of our live studio audience. A live studio audience. Thank <laughs> you all for coming out to see us. Notice how they all stop clapping simultaneously at the same time. We have them well trained. They're very coordinated. Yeah. All right. We're proud of it. Um. So as always, you're you're here joined by myself, Adam Blacker, and Madeline Lenahan. That is right. Um. So today we got a great interview for you. Uh, Matt Haas from Liftoff will be talking about their creatives report, going over, uh, you know, advertising trends and uh, costs associated and more things that we'll get into later on in the podcast. But we'll also go over uh, a mobile news review, as always. We'll talk about some things we're seeing on Uptopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll leave you with with some closing thoughts. That is about it. Now in Matt's interview. We do play a game of In or Out, so we'll spare you from two games of In or Out. Yeah, so that's right, folks. In or Out is going to be smack dab in the middle of this baby. So if that's what you're here for. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason people <laughs> tune in. That's right. You're going to need to figure it out. You're going to need to hang on. All right. All right. You want to get into the news review? Yeah. So much happened. So much happened this Let's week. Do it. it was juicy. So we're, we are in the age of subscriptions. Would you agree? Yeah, it's everything. It's like heavy. there's like a subscription for everything, and you yeah. can, um, you can get like eighty different types of boxes <laughs> sent to you monthly. I don't know why you would want all these things right. sent to you recurring, but whatever. Right? They're like, oh, do you need help picking out clothes, picking out skincare? That's right. And streaming. And technically, I need help with all of them, and yet I won't pay for any of them. No. But um, anyway, have you ever heard anyone call subscriptions subbies? No, that's me neither. I just sick. made it up, and I thought it sounded pretty douchey, but I just wanted to see. That is super douchey. <laughs> All right, so we All won't right, call talk them. Talk to me about subbies. Yeah, so <laughs> let's get into subbies right quick. So there's nothing you can't subscribe to. Panera Bread came out with a coffee subscription. Okay. Oh, I saw an ad for this. Yeah. All right. So on February 27th, they announced unlimited coffee and tea. Mm. Don't forget the tea lovers. Uh, mm-hmm. For nine dollars per month, which, if you think about the price for a coffee, especially Great. a Panera, it's probably like anywhere from two to four bucks, depending on what you're getting. Uh, nine dollars is going to pay for itself because it's unlimited. It's unlimited yeah. coffee and tea, nine dollars a month. Now I checked uh, the mobile apps of both Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, mm-hmm. and they have been, as expected, honestly, unimpacted by this. They are still on their trend lines. Right. Um, Panera has seen an uptick. We'll get to that in a second, but. They say they, this is from a Business Insider article, they say they tested the coffee subscription model in about 150 restaurants across uh, three states before rolling it out on February 27th. Subscribers in test markets visited Panera almost every other day, and many of those customers purchased food during their visits, which I think is the real thing. If you're coming there mm. for the coffee, mm-hmm. you're probably going to purchase a little something else. That's where they're going to make their money. Right. More than 90% of the subscribers renewed their uh, memberships and memberships in subsequent months but i don't know for how long they ran it so it's like i I don't know how long of a sample size they got i'm sure it wasn't super long either way they said if it's successful they they think they'll uh include more than just coffee and this is really all part of their yeah i don't know if you're you probably subscribe to to mac and cheese yes get that mac and cheese subscription mac subby (laughs) let me get a mac subby cool in that, wait, question. So yeah. in the ads and everything, were they pushing people to the app? I know a lot of places are. Yeah, because it, so it's it, you can get your coffee uh, to go, and everything is done through there. It, it's part of their awards program, mm. essentially, which is 
I mean, you can, your account is run through their mobile app. Right. I'm sure you can log on on the web as well, but who's doing that? Let's be real. Who's doing that? Um, so yeah. anyway, it, their Panera Bread's mobile app had been trending downward since January 2019. But this uh, once this news hit, we've seen since then. So we're recording this on, is this the 11th or the 10th? This is the 11th. It's the 11th. So through the 10th, um, from the 27th through the 10th, they've added 14,000 daily active users. Wow. So it's working for them uh, a little bit. Uh, I I just don't get Panera Bread coffee because we have coffee yeah. here in the office. But Same. I really like that idea of a coffee subscription. Me too. Um, I love that idea. I can't believe, well, maybe it has been done before, but that's definitely the first I've seen it. When I saw the ad in our old MBTA station, I was like, that's pretty interesting, but like you, I'm a Keurig gal. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, high-end coffee drinkers in our office are yeah, probably we, it, not going to switch to I, Panera, and I've though. seen this in every office that I've worked for. Sidebar, sorry, guys. I've seen this in every office that I work for. You have you have an espresso machine, you have a coffee mm-hmm. machine, and there's people who every day, no matter what, go out and spend that like four fifty yeah. on a latte or something, whatever. Yeah, they live amongst us. Um, and I've Is just never you? been able to do it. Every now and then, I'll treat myself to like a cortado or cortada. I never remember what it's called. A cortada. Is it a uh, or o? Oh? I, I think it's o. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Sick. All right. That's beautiful. So That's we'll figure that one out later. Um, Let us know. Wait, actually, can you Google search it for me right now? Yeah. And then I'll fill. So, uh, but it's it's here and it's free. And so every day I just like feel good about myself saving oh, money, like getting man. an espresso. It's a Cortado. Oh, score. I was like, it's feminine. It's feminine. It's feminine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Cortada. But, but yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think you and I are in the same, same boat. All right. But. Anyway, teach me something. What do you got? What all happened right. this week? Listen, Apple's out here creating two apps. Okay. Two different apps. I'm going to be real with you. I know I'm supposed to be smart about this. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> one of them I don't understand. I will get to that one in a second. Okay. The first app that they're creating is one codenamed Seymour. Uh, it's a fitness app. Um, so it's going to be a standalone app outside of um you know their health app that's connected to the apple watch and all of that okay and it will have workout videos to teach you workout routines on them so it's but it's it's a code name seymour it's not going to be called seymour yeah apparently not uh i don't know why there has to be a code name for something everyone does like that. we're not solving everyone does you that. know world hunger i, don't I think understand. it's so if anyone gets the documents they don't understand exactly what i i don't know i don't know I, anyway um seymour doesn't sound like someone who would exercise yeah <laughs> um so so with the fitness app users may be able to download fitness videos that cover a range of different workout options and activities um and it can obviously be synced to the apple watch like i said but the thing here is why are they doing it well duh workout videos connected fitness this is huge right now. Um, I mean, I was into it before all the kids were into it. There was wow. a little app called Swerk It, which <laughs> gave like 60 to 30 second videos showing you how to do like a crunch and right. stuff. Now they're doing full classes. Um, we know with Peloton and iFit, which is connected to the Nordic track equipment, um, is blowing up lately. I used to be, uh, before I would go to the gym, I used to go, this is before I had a smartphone, I would look up online on like YouTube how to do a few new exercises, try to memorize mm-hmm. them, and then drive to the gym. Yeah. So <laughs> this is uh, that, that could be helpful. 
I still do this at the gym. I'll be at the gym YouTubing, and I have yeah. very poor service at my YMCA. So okay. um, I get the appeal of video, so I think this would be like, you know, potentially an at-home exercising thing. So, so um, they're dipping they're dipping more into fitness. Yeah, they are. And for instance, like iFit, uh, in the past 365 days, they grew downloads more than 70%. Um, so obviously, yeah, they know they know what apps to make. That's all. Oh, of course. They see all the data. They see all the trends. Yeah, they get it. They're on it. So if Apple's doing something, you know it's hot. Right. But then, hear me out here. They're doing this other app, which confuses me because it's an AR app. The new app, codenamed, yep, Gobi or Gobi, will allow users to get more information about the world around them by using an augmented reality experience on the phone. And I just feel like- Is that the only information? No, I got more. Oh, okay. But it's still confusing. Okay, I just bleeped myself out <laughs> because, all right, so 9 to 5 Mac, shout out to you for reporting on this, but I'm still confused. Apple appears to be testing integrations with Apple stores and Starbucks. So this is the example, and I, I want to run this by you. Users will be able to hold up their phone in an Apple store and view information about the products on display, get pricing, and compare features. Okay, so... So they're trying to save money on printer ink. Yeah, but I'm confused <laughs> about no, it's the a Starbucks joke. integration. So, uh, I, uh, I can't speak to Starbucks, but it sounds like for... This is crazy, right? You walk, So right now, you've been in an Apple store, yes? Yeah. Okay, you walk into an Apple store, they have all their products laid out, mm-hmm. and right next to each product is a little sheet of paper that's like either laminated or under a little piece of glass, and it just tells you, you know, obviously the price of everything and about it. Why am I going to go through the effort to take out my phone and pull up AR and do that when I can just read? There must be something right. else to this. Unless, okay. Unless this is just the initial use yeah, case. So, um, so it's saying that other companies, um, they would are going to have QR code-like tags. Um, and then... Third-party companies provide their own tag identifiers, which would load up custom assets and scenery for that company. This is all um, over my head, and um, I don't know enough about the AR experience, but it does seem like an unnecessary step. I don't understand the Starbucks integration here. Um, So I suppose like you would see Starbucks items and be able to do the same thing. As described, I'm confused as well. Okay, great. Um, but I do, I do see the appeal of AR in the street, kind of like a Google or Apple <laughs> map. Meaning, what I mean by that is AR not, in the street. Yeah, AR in the streets. That that street AR. So not when you're not when you're already in the store, but if you are walking down a street and you pull your phone up and you pull an app up and you're looking, you might see, um, oh, Starbucks has a deal, mm. um, or. Oh hey, if you actually just keep walking a mile, there's a there's McDonald's, uh, you know, because I know you were, you know, you haven't, you were in Dunkin' Donuts, you know, four hours ago. Maybe you're hungry, so yeah. I could see things like that where you're walking in the streets and it gives you a little more insight into what's ahead and what's outside mm. of the stores. But once you're in the store, um, unless they just want to immerse you in experience, but that feels like a better fit for wearing glasses, almost something like Google Glass. <laughs> yeah, or it just Snap seems like you look up at the sign. Now that I am reading again. Reading it again, I do understand that I suppose like if you saw anything out in the wild, this is what I'm wondering. Like if I went up and saw that you had something from Starbucks, 
and I screen it on my phone, would I get the price of it? I don't know. So, whatever. Apple's working on it. Okay. I hope they have better explanations. Yeah, I think it's probably, it sounds like it's was kind of like just like leaked information. And so yeah. we don't have everything available to us. Yeah. All right. What else you got? So for uh, people who enjoy music, which I'm assuming is most people, Rezo, which what do you think of when you hear the word Rezo? Rezo is a new a streaming music service. Okay. Wow. Different from what I think of. <laughs> Rezo, R-E-S-S-O, is a new streaming service that's officially launched in India and Indonesia. When I hear Rezo, I don't know if this is a, a commentary mm-hmm. on me, but I think of resin. Which makes me think of marijuana. Oh my god! Yeah. So. Um. Sorry, Adam. That's not at all what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, all good. So Rezo is created from ByteDance. ByteDance, as probably all of you knows, is the maker of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So Rezo, it's only live in India and Indonesia right now. Uh, it launched, I believe, on March fourth. So its competitors are Spotify, Ghana, Geo Music, Apple Music, and YouTube Music. What's different about it? Why do we need another streaming service? Why? I'll tell you. So it's interesting. Similar to Snapchat, um, like Snapchat, when you open Snapchat, you're taken right to the main use case. You're taken right to the camera. Mm-hmm. When you open Rezo, right off the bat, music just starts playing immediately. Now, I could see this. Yeah, I don't actually love that. I hate but it. But they're like saying, hey, let's get there. Let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Rezo. Here's your music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right when you get in, it's going to start playing. Great. Uh, Obviously, this is from ByteDance. They understand the power of virality and social media. Mm-hmm. So the app is, it, it, its main differentiator is also really just trying to be more social. Mm. So they say users are encouraged to share lyrics, comments, and other user-generated content with each other alongside full tracks. Um, so basically, any song you're listening to, it's going to provide the lyrics as your. It, there's always going to be a video playing. Mm-hmm. While you listen to the song, unlike basically every other streaming service, so there will be a video. It will have it'll either be a music video or have something to do with that song for whatever reason, and it will have the lyrics as well. Mm. They offer two tiers of service: an ad-supported version and then a paid version. The paid version improves stream quality, removes ads, and allows for downloads. It also gives you the ability to skip tracks. None of this is new. This is the same type of upgrade, paid upgrade we see in these other streaming services. Um, and yeah, so that, that it's in it's in uh, just Indian Indonesia right now. But the the interesting thing is, according to research firm Statista, music streaming services in India clock about two hundred forty four million dollars per year in revenue, compared to the United States, which does about four point five billion. So what what I'm saying here is two things one india is very small market it's hard to get in terms of music it's it's hard to get indians to pay for music um honestly it's hard to get me to pay for music i'm still mm-hmm. using pandora's free version which john <laughs> yells at me for but i'm pretty yeah. sure jess uses it too yeah jess definitely uses it yeah so uh and the other thing is by the way for those of you who aren't like used to data and looking at all this stuff um i know statista and i i, I don't fully understand their their game here because I don't know if they have any data that's actually theirs, but everything mm. is always quoted at, cited as this is statistics data. I'm pretty sure they're just an aggregator. Interesting. Like okay. I've seen our data, competitor data on Statista, oh. and uh, they're just, I think, to my knowledge, yell at me if I'm wrong, Statista, but I think they're just an aggregator and mm. they get cited so many times as, as being a data source, and I, I feel like it's a little unfair. Anyway, that's a little inside baseball for you. Well, so... With Rezo, though, what do you think the appeal is? Like, why would a Spotify I mean, user like me go to Rezo? 
So I, I haven't used it. We again, continuing from our conversation last podcast, yeah. we got to get like a phone that has access to India so we can try out these apps. I know because I don't know because at first when I like heard about TikTok, I was like, I don't know what the appeal was. I was like right. a grumpy old man. Right. Um, and then now I go into TikTok and I think this is great entertainment. I love it. Yeah. And I get it. And I get that it's a different vibe than other apps. So I think they're definitely the goal is to go after a younger audience, mm-hmm. right? The younger an audience you go after, I mean, the goal is that you have them for hopefully a lifetime. But tastes change as you as you age. So I, I, I don't know. Either way, as we look <laughs> at the Indian market today, um, they have some stiff competition. So Ghana Music, G-A-A-N-A, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much dominates that and Geo Music. So those are local mm-hmm. providers. They are far and above the tops in the music industry in India by DAU and downloads. And then you hit Spotify. So I'll just give you an example for um, what, what, what time frame am I looking at here? Last 180 days. So six months, folks. Uh, Ghana and Geo both have about 20 million downloads apiece. And then Spotify, next highest, jumps to 10. Then we look at YouTube Music. They're at 3.2 million. Then we look at Rezo, a little over a million. And then Apple Music, which is Google Play only, I'll explain that in a second, is at 200K. So the reason that Apple Music is Google Play only is because on iOS, it is preloaded. Mm -hmm. And so we, just the way our data works, we don't estimate uh, preloaded apps. But frankly, in India, the majority is going to be Google Play users anyway. So we're only missing out. On a, on a small sliver as it pertains to Apple Music in India. Interesting. That's what I have for Rezo. Once again, if anyone has a phone, you know, they want we to could, We should talk to uh, our leadership here. Around. I bet Ellie, <laughs> El- Ellie yeah. Sapir, our CEO, he knows how to, how he to can, do these he things. He get us a phone. Yeah. All right, great. You ready for some more? I'm ready for more. I want to know more. All right. <laughs> this is more interesting. Okay. Brands yeah. can now pay to trend on Reddit. Brands can pay to trend. Are you oh, not interested like Twitter? right now? Because I got more. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Twitter. But I bring it up. I think it's timely, especially with our conversation with Matt Hawes about just Ooh. different ways to advertise. So if you trend on Reddit, uh, you get a prime placement. You're on the popular feed or a search tab. Um, you know, once again, they'll pe- some people are a little upset. They're like, oh, no, Reddit was so pure before <laughs> um pure so, and full of vitriol right no, uh, right i get it i all. get it though as a user right so reddit for some background information the app has been downloaded 104 million times at least in its lifetime um it's has 12.4 million monthly active users about 4 million daily active users and year over year uh daily active users are up 32%. So Reddit's definitely doing well, definitely thriving. Did their mobile app, when did their mobile app come out? Before? I believe it was April 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they're thriving. They're doing great. Um, the thing is, to be clear, their demographics, as you might imagine, majority male. About 80% no, are Reddit? male on the app. No, I'm kidding, of course. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, so you can imagine that the brands that will choose to trend on Reddit, I imagine, are going to be like that new hot brand Manscaping. Have you seen those ads yet? Um, I yeah. So I listen to a few podcasts and I hear their ads. Yeah, so I feel like it'll be like Manscaping, um, will be the draw. So the other thing I just want to add is that it's unclear um, with 
Well, so what I've looked at so far, whether or not trending on Twitter, for instance, like actually helps a brand. Um, so what I've looked at are really food, food places. They're the ones always want to trend, at least on Twitter. So our data is sort of like limited in that I looked at Wendy's and I looked at Popeye's. Um, so there was recently a Sonic, like this is how we Sonic hashtag and a Wendy's breakfast hashtag. And when, especially when you look at Wendy's, there's a huge uptick in app engagement after they were trending. Um, but there was food involved, you know, there's a food incentive there. So we'll have to start looking at maybe other brands and see, does trending really make an impact? Maybe, maybe it's just more brand recognition. I'm not sure. I don't know. And I, I so uh, yeah, I have no answers and I, I'm not convinced that even if it doesn't have an impact that we would see it through mobile app downloads. Yeah. Um, it would, I, I would, I would think that that would actually be like a lagging indicator, but hmm. I, you mentioned Sonic and I do love both their old commercials and their new commercials. Uh, so just shout out to Sonic them. doing a great job. Yeah. Sonic was really not on my radar. And then I think they did some stuff. Uh, I think like January 28th, they were like, this is how we Sonic or maybe earlier, February, I don't know, February 28th. It was soon. It was all over Twitter. People were into it. Soccer moms were like posting pics with their kids being like, this is how we Sonic. And then Wendy's breakfast, they were trending on March 2nd and pushing people to their app. And they obviously saw a huge uptick in daily active users. Yeah, if they, if they exactly. If they explicitly push people to their app, it usually works. We usually yeah. catch it. It's just like, it, it always works, but it's like, all right, well, how? how much did it work meaning like did you get as much out of it as you right. put into it things like that right that's what i wonder so i don't know pricing details to trend on reddit but i do think it's interesting i think the demographic data is interesting um i think we'll see things unfold accordingly cool um before we do do we have one more news item before we go to matt we could Okay, hit me with it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, ooh, I have so many to choose from in my mind. Uh, real quick, not much has to be said about it, but Uber rolls out text to 911 features across Did the Did they US. not already have that? I thought they had that. They, like, just officially rolled it out. Because they had a pretty they substantial safety package. Uh, well, they've been given a really hard time, honestly. But because of that, they like, I've noticed they've upgraded yeah. and it. It is... Yeah, that's what it says. As part of its ongoing efforts to keep drivers and passengers safe, Uber is introducing a new in-app text to 911 feature. Um, so it'll like automatically fill in details. So 911 can receive texts. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of interesting territory though because there's a lot of misinformation about 911 texts. So don't believe everything you read on the internet, kids. What what is the misinformation around nine one one text? What do you um, mean? Well, my mom's a nine one one dispatcher. Shout oh. out to my mom. Shout out Madeline. Shout out to my mom and um, like her. So does she get? Texts? She's not going to receive texts. No, her station will not receive texts. So only certain stations so, receive. Yeah, texts. yeah. So I don't know where so these probably, texts are going. Probably, uh, you know what I bet it is. I bet it's all the people in the valley. I bet it's like San Francisco <laughs> yeah. 911 yeah. and San Jose 911. They can receive texts. No one else. Yeah, exactly. They're like, those people would never get on the phone. Um, so it's just interesting to know. But I think Uber, I mean, maybe they've set something up special with the police departments. So or a text Uber and they know to send it to 911. I don't know. Yeah. And that is huge because um, your cell phone, just so everyone knows, real tip, emergency tip, cell phone 
uh, very difficult to track at a, a, an agency at like a 911 um, for a 911 operator. So you should always include your exact location. It should be the first thing out of your mouth when you call. I have heard, yeah, 911 infrastructure is not as good as you think it is. Uh, which right. is terrifying, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's not our mm-hmm. that's not our bag. Our bag is mobile. <laughs> it's not apps. our bag, man. Yeah. So that's all I got for you. Congrats, all right. Uber. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we're gonna hand it off to our interview with Matt. All right. So on the line we have with us Matt Haas. He's the senior business intelligence manager at Liftoff Mobile. Um, and he's one of the brains, maybe the only brain, I'm not really sure, um, <laughs> behind their most recent report, Mobile Ad Creative Index, 2020 Performance Trends and Benchmarks. It's a really interesting, beautifully designed report. Uh, talks a lot about costs and trends um, having to do with, you know, mobile ad creatives, goes through various formats, various countries. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thanks for and- joining us. Thank you. And um, what? Uh, tell, before we get into the report, tell us just a little bit about what you do at Liftoff. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and really quick, there there are several brains behind this report. So oh, okay. I just, to be, I just happen to be the one pulling all the data. Um, but yeah, we have a really great team here. Uh, I work on the business intelligence team, and what that means is uh, I look at data and make pretty charts to help execute <laughs> our uh, strategic vision. So us too. A, nice. Yeah. In a nutshell. Love it. Um, cool. And so, uh, lead, lead us in, tell us a little bit about the report and then, and then I have some, some questions for you too, but just kind of tell the people what it is and, and, uh, why it's so awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, we'd like to put out a lot of these different benchmark reports. Uh, this one in particular, uh, we provide cost and conversion rate benchmarks by different ad formats. Uh, it's actually the second year we put together a creative benchmark report. Um, so this was pretty exciting for us and, we also dig a layer deeper and start to look at some of the differences in things like platform and app category for each one of those different app formats. Uh, we sampled a ton of data, like hundreds of billions of ad impressions, wow. and uh, just try to cram as much as we could into this. And so with that sample of data, hopefully we come out with some really useful benchmarks that marketers can use to see how their campaigns are kind of stacking up against similar peer set. Nice. Um, and so one thing that stood out to me, um, I believe somewhere in there, you guys said banners are making a comeback. So banner ads and, you know, without, you know, advertising isn't my, um, not my area of expertise. And so in my head, I just like naturally assumed, you know, I come from the days of the early internet and the pop-up ads and, and that's kind of what I associate mm-hmm. when I, when I think about banner ads and, and it kind of feels like spam to me and I'm trying to find that X, uh, but you're saying they're, they're making a comeback. Why do you think that is? Yeah, yeah, definitely don't don't sleep on banners. I think there's don't sleep on, hashtag yeah, don't yeah. sleep on banners. I love it. Yeah, it's coming back. Banners 2020. <laughs> love it. Banners um, 2020, baby. Yeah. So I think like in general, you're probably right. Um, people tend to ignore them. They're kind of like that first or second search result from Google. You know, the one you just like scan over. But yeah. um, one hypothesis as to why they still work is because they don't take over the entire screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't pop up out of nowhere, there's typically fewer chances of misclicks. And so when you know that someone is actually trying to click on your ad, then you're probably getting a really high intent user. And so that, that's ideal for performance focused campaigns. And so we, we do still see like really low click through rates. I, I don't want to. That, that's like, a good point. If I ever did click on one of those banners, it's, it's very clear. Because again, I'm always looking for the X. So if I click on it, it's like, oh, you got me. Yeah. Do yeah. the banners <laughs> stay up the whole time? Uh, depends on the publisher. Some of them are in there, yeah. But 
Um, yeah, it depends on the publisher. So I guess okay. you could sit out sometimes and not others. Yeah. So for the most part, it says they're non-intrusive, Adam. I don't have an issue with banner ads. Yeah, there's kind of there. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I don't know. That tomato. doesn't work. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was against them. But now, you know, Matt, you uh, you got me rethinking them. I know. And uh, one thing we, we don't comment on in this report are CPMs. So like the cost for a banner ad. Mm. Um, it, yeah. Well, so I actually haven't seen that. What is uh, not being in the advertising world? What is what is CPM? So CPM is uh, short for cost per melee, which is cost per 1,000 impressions. Got it. And uh, so if you wanted to buy a thousand banner impressions, it's probably going to cost you a few cents. But if you wanted to buy a thousand video impressions, it's probably going to cost you uh, tens of dollars. So the scale there is going to be a little different. And so uh, banner ads, it's going to be cheaper. There's still some value there because um, they do have like decent install to A event rates and things that are kind of further down the metric or further down the funnel. Um, they just they do have really low click-through rates because uh, people, you know, maybe scroll past them or ignore them. Right. At, at- right. That makes sense. Well, that sort of brings us to our next question. Was So banners, they're low cost. They have a pretty decent conversion rate. Um, and there are a couple other ad creative forms that have this. Isn't native one of those other, like, relatively low cost, high conversion rate ads? Yeah, I'm, I'm really bullish on native. I, I think it's maybe a, a misunderstood ad format. I'm not sure why people aren't jumping into it more. Um, maybe they don't like that the publisher has more say into how the creative is actually rendered. Mm. But yeah, native is great. Okay. I was um, speaking of native, I get, I don't know if anyone else does, but I get the Axios uh, media newsletter. And you're right. I think native native is great because it gets you to at least look at it because it's right there in the feed. And I didn't even realize. I thought I was reading like the beginning of another article, and it was actually. I know this isn't mobile, but um, but uh, it was. Oh, it, was, it ended up being a Mike Bloomberg ad, and I thought mm. it. I honestly thought it was an article about Mike Bloomberg. Yes, I saw that too in my newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I think. Uh, strong yeah so for people who need a quick recap <laughs> native is designed to match both the form and function of the user experience in which they are placed so like adam said they should just blend right in to a newsletter or something which can kind of throw you off but that's a uh, pretty yes. pretty interesting stuff right there yeah those can be tricky <laughs> all right so what gives you like the biggest bang for your buck that's a that's a good question i think it uh, depends on what you're optimizing for, uh, to be honest. Um, you can go with banners, right? If you just want installs, banners are super cheap. Um, you can get a lot of bang for your buck. If you have a fixed budget and you just want to get as many installs as you can, uh, banners might be the way to go. Uh, but there's other things like if you're optimizing for like post-install things like registrations or purchases, subscriptions, stuff like that, then like, Native is a great example. Native is awesome. Uh, but also like playables or video are really high impact, and uh, so you can see you can see strong performance really across a variety of different uh, ad formats. It just right. kind of depends on what you're trying to optimize for. Right, and videos though they're a lot pricier, right? Definitely, yeah, they're more pricey up front, but they tend to have higher conversion rates down the front. So, uh, but yeah, I think as long as you're getting them for the right price, then it should back out into whatever KPI you're trying to optimize for. Right. And on Android, though, videos are about like 54% cheaper. And it seems like a lot of things are cheaper if you go the Android route. Why is that? 
Yeah, so we tend to see that iOS just has higher purchase rates. And, and also, like, regardless of other factors like app category or ad format or geo, um, iOS, they purchase at a higher rate. Some of those purchases, like the average purchase amount, is higher for iOS. Mm. And so just comparing the two, um, you'd probably be willing to pay a little bit more for an iOS user because you know they're probably more likely to purchase and then more likely to have a larger purchase. What do you um, think it is about those users that makes them ready to shell out the cash? Well, yeah. Is it the that iPhones iPhone just like, user? yeah, they just cost more, right? Or not necessarily all of them, but like yeah. the iPhone's like a set high price. And, yeah, uh, and it's kind of a premium device to begin with. Yeah. Um, kind, of, kind of expensive. Uh, it also has to do with the geos that they're in. Like Iowa's heavy markets are like US, mm-hmm. UK. That's a good point. So, so like they're, yeah, US has whatever, like a, 50 or 60% iOS market share. And it's a very mature and expensive market to begin with. Okay. Uh, but then you have something like Brazil that's only, what, 5 to 10% iOS. And uh, the CPMs are like a fraction of the U.S. And so this report is a, a global data set. And so I think some of the Android costs are helped out by spending in geos that are less expensive and right. predominantly Android. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another thing from your report that caught my eye um, it looked like there was a seasonality. So it looked like ad creative prices or install costs for ad creatives increase in uh, late summer. Do you have any insight as to why? Yeah, so I think there's probably a few factors going on here. One is that late summer did show some strong post-install performance. And so we're more willing to pay a higher price for an install if we know that they're going to convert into a purchase or a subscription or a registration, whatever it may be at a higher rate and so uh, that's one thing and then it could just be that people are kind of more engaged on their phones they're taking you know, last minute vacations or you know, back to school you're doing more e-commerce shopping on your phone um, so maybe it's just the time of the year where people are kind of using their phones more than they were earlier in the summer um, things like that so those two things i would i would go with yeah that's interesting I i'm i'm trying to think i was as you were talking i was trying to think like what am I doing on my phone yeah. late summer? <laughs> Things just yeah. heat up. I, I think know. you're just, you know what you're doing? You're like installing all the apps on your phone. Am you I think though? you're going to need to get your life together in the fall and <laughs> or let it fall apart. I don't know, you're getting ready for seasonal depression. I don't know. I bet there's a lot yeah. going on there. Yeah, I mean, there's also, it could just be like variations uh, in our data. We did sample across <laughs> a ton of different apps too. So like that's uh, definitely part of it. There's just going to be natural up Okay, and down. Matt, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, but that's, um, you know, yeah, but, you know, going toward the end of summer, maybe maybe temperatures are, you know, dropping ever so slightly, and so you're, like, not outside as much. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Crime yeah. goes down, app usage goes up. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can people find this report, Matt? So they can find it uh, on Liftoff's website, uh, liftoff.io. There's nice. a, a guides and reports option under the resources tab, and you can find this report and a whole bunch of other ones. Awesome. Are you on Twitter? I am not on Twitter. I am okay. the rare Silicon Valley person who's not on Twitter. You know what? Good or, for you. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah, I respect <laughs> that a lot. Um, do you have anything you'd like to uh, shout out? Oh, man. Like uh, your, shout uh, out to my... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say like a uh, promoter shout out, but you, you started, so go. Oh, I was going to say, uh, that was the report. I was going to shout out to my uh, my new son. He's three <gasps> months old. Oh, a little, my God. A little tired right now. And, what, uh, what's hope his this, name? Hope this one okay. His name is Major. 
Oh, major. major. Nice. Shout out to major. Um, and have you gotten any? Uh, our CEO recently had a child as well, um, so we see his face sometimes. It's it's a split between um, joy and struggle. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you have you had any sleep lately? <laughs> no zero sleep. Nice. Well, you, hey, but. you've done a you've done a great job, I would say, for for not not much sleep. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it as a win. Yeah, All right. I would never be able to tell. Do you want to play before we let you go? Um, do you want to play a quick game of in or out? I have one. Madeline might have one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you didn't. You didn't answer yet. Do you want to play? I kind of was forcing you into that. No, All, right. We're gonna... yes. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, we have these a lot in our office, and uh, I think people like them. Okay. And I have a differing opinion. So, Matt, are you in or out on croissants and/or pastries? <laughs> I'm in. Anything carb-related, I am in. Yes, Matt. Are you in as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I had a croissant this morning. What's wrong with a croissant? I'm out. It doesn't do anything for me, right? So so a standard croissant, at least. A standard croissant, to me, is just like a sweet bread. And I want want more than that. I feel like if I'm eating a sweet bread, I want a full-on cake. Or I want like... So you need frosting the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, it doesn't do it. I don't know. It weirds me out, quite frankly. Wow. I, I honestly can't put my finger on it. For years, I've just, people have been like, Ooh, my girlfriend's like, oh, let's go get a croissant. I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> um, there's beauty in the simplicity of a croissant, if we're getting into it right now. Okay. It is flaky. The flavor is subtle, but delicious. I had one this morning filled with chocolate, and you know what I did? Here's the hack. Warm it up in the micro, but 20 seconds. Is there enough chocolate in it? Because I feel like... Yeah, thank you, Matt. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I'm very good with food. Just FYI, if you need food tips, I got you. Um, yeah, so, there was enough okay. chocolate once I heated it up for 20 seconds. Okay. Um, there could always be more chocolate. Right. They are a bitch to eat, though. I f- yeah, they're very flaky, yeah. and I find when there is a filling, such as the chocolate, it's it's not as much as I would like. Yeah. Matt, closing thoughts on croissants. <laughs> I'm all in. Again, anything carb-related... I'm okay. In. All right. Amazing. So not not a fan of the Atkins diet. <laughs> nope. Not, not at all. I, I need all the energy I can get. First of all, make carbs great again. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Banners. Yeah. They'll be running uh, with banners. I'll yeah. take my carbs in pizza form. All right. All right. Well, I got a a tech in or out, sort of. How do we feel about apps that help you go to sleep? Mm. So whether that's like a you know it has some type of noise white noise or any type of sleep aid app have you used them matt and do you like them so i have used them and i am out on this i i can't i can't do it because i end up what happens is i set the noise up and whatever it's a crashing wave or a Mm -hmm. nice so but then i hear it for the rest of the day it's just in (laughs) and i just can't get it out so i yeah i'm I'm out on this i tried it with my kid it's not not for me i can see how they could be useful Oh, Not for me. Yeah, the guy who really needs sleep. <laughs> These sleep <laughs> apps aren't working for you. That yeah. sucks. What, what about you, Madeline? Uh, I'm torn. I'm on. Okay. I don't know why I asked. I was more curious how other people felt. You just wanted to know about Matt's Matt's sleep. Yeah, you know what it is. It's a hit or miss. I think I'm out some nights. I'm in other nights. I'll turn them on sometimes, and um, and then. I'm like relaxing, and then all of a sudden, my brain gets hyper focused on the noise. Yeah, mm. and now I'm like, God, why is there an elephant safari in my room? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, Matt, I'm with you. I'm out as well. 
uh, I think Madeline, you hit you hit the nail on the head. So for me, I, this is the same reason I can't fall asleep watching TV. I if it's on, I pay attention. And so now I'm not mm-hmm. focused on sleep because I yeah, I guess I'm lucky. I don't have a huge issue falling asleep. But now I'll just listen until it's off. Like I'll, it'll keep it'll actually keep me up. What I do is I actually I do like those tranquil noises though, mm-hmm. and I'll actually listen to them while I work to like calm me down. Mm. But I can't fall asleep to them. Good point. Yeah. All right. Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Matt. This is awesome. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, of course, of course. And, you know, maybe we'll have you on again in the future, I believe. Uh, we're going to have your colleague Sophia on uh, in the future as well at some point. Um, all right. This is this has been fun. Um, we're going to Matt, we're going to we're going to stop the recording, but you do not have to hang up. Because right. <laughs> sometimes when I say bye, it's like, all right. Thanks to Matt for that interview. Hashtag don't sleep on banners. Get it trending. Um. All right, so now we're gonna do this week in Optopia. We're we're coming. We're gonna get drops for these. We're gonna get drops. We uh we we gotta. I wasn't gonna mention it, but we did get a mixer, and uh, we just have to come out with drops for different segments. We're gonna load them into the board, and we're just gonna up our production level. Yeah, we're gonna do it. All right, you want to talk about uh, what we're seeing in food delivery? I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> Hang out with yeah. me while I talk about it. Yeah. I was like, hey, I didn't sign up for that one. Otherwise, I'd just be in a dark room <laughs> talking about food delivery yeah. by myself. So Madeline's going to keep me company. Sounds like you. Um, wow. So through the data, we found that for the first time, food delivery is cooling in the United States. What do I mean by that? Um, okay. So we took the, the top players, right? DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats. For DoorDash, we applied. Uh, we did put caviar in there. From acquisition, August 2019, I believe. Um, And then Grubhub, we do include Seamless. So just know that. So essentially, our data, Aptopia data, starts in 2015, January 1st, 2015. We do not uh, go before that, unfortunately. Sorry, everyone. So, but since January 2015 through May 2019, we've seen nothing but like hockey stick growth for the market as a whole in the United States as it pertains to food delivery apps, right? Um, And then suddenly... From May through the end of February, so February 2020, there's been a decrease. So from January 2015 through May 2019, we're talking a 2,000 in mobile app sessions combined for the market, a 2,666% increase. Large, a lot of time, understood. From May 2019 through February 2020, for the first time ever, a sustained decrease, 17.7%, so almost 18%. Now, like, why is this happening? No, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. Go, go, go to. I, I have my full thoughts on blog.uptopia.com, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, there's likely like a bunch of reasons, but the reality is, like, the insight that we get from Aptopia, um, it's showing that as these usage, usage and engagement metrics are starting to decline, um, shortly after down, downloads are declining. So downloads are net new users. So in a vacuum, this is either a bad sign or simply water finding its level. Because if active users are just going to fall mm-hmm. with regressing downloads, it means that they're heavily reliant on that new user being acquired, that, that right. user acquisition. And from what we know about these apps, 
it's it's through like deep discounting. It's through these yeah. um oh get free delivery, oh get half off, do this, do that. Yeah, five dollars off. And oh, so yeah. I don't know that that's sustainable. Um, so once the promotions dry up, like we've seen research, or you, or you could see it in your own app. Like if you're if you're not on a subscri- a subby as mm-hmm. we now call <laughs> subby. it, if you're not on that hot subby, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you're getting it's it's a hefty fee to get food delivered to you. Again, it does depend on where you live, where you're getting, yada yada, but it's a pretty big fee. Yeah. Um. And so I think that just once that wears off, that's what hits home. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the yeah, grocery this is store. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, or, or I'll get Instacart. Maybe maybe these users all turn to Instacart. But right. um, you can get subscriptions for Uber Eats, yeah. DoorDash, mm-hmm. DashPass, and, e- Dash and EatsPass. Dash so to give an example of that, EatsPass subscribers get free delivery and mm-hmm. 5% off orders over $15 for 10 bucks a month. So... That's that's an example. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how this goes. I mean, I know for me, like I only ordered Uber Eats, I think one time when they offered me like my first time 50% off discount. And then ever since then, I always check the prices and I'm just astounded. So I don't do it. Yeah, so I'm I'm at the point where I need to either I have I have a decision to make, Madeline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to either stop getting uh mm-hmm. I don't get it too much, but I do get it enough to annoy me. Oh my god, or you need to get a subby. I need to get a subby or I need to stop. <sighs> so it's like one or the other. But the thing is if I get a subby, I gotta make it worth it. So, yeah, so then you'll I don't know. And the problem is I it's do like to cook. It's just like on weekdays it it is tougher. Um Yeah, but here's the other thing that I think people forget in today's tech age. Hit me. All these places that are on these delivery apps usually have a mechanism to deliver themselves. That's so true. Or to at least pick up and get takeout. Like the only times I have resorted to one of these delivery apps has been like at 2 a.m. when... The only place open AM, is McDonald's. I was reading. What was your state of mobile mind? Mobile app data. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, God, I just want to stay up and binge these trends. So every now I was and then I get like that. that. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I was like, God, I need a McDouble while I'm doing this. We, we should. That should be our next hashtag. After don't sleep on banners <laughs> yeah. from Matt Haas. Right. Love it, by the way, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do <laughs> hashtag binge binge the trends. <laughs> binge the trends. I love it. Double in hand. So that's the only time that I'm like, all right, this is worth it. It's the only place open that's not a place that delivers. Duh. Uber Eats. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe they'll just start running more user acquisition campaigns. So that is going to lead us in. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little check out this pro transition mm-hmm. here. Now, oh, I built it up way too much. Oh, okay. God. But gross. so if you if you remember from five seconds ago the data i'm talking about is through march or sorry through february 2020 Mm -hmm. in march it's march 10th or 11th right now we have seen food delivery apps in the u.s rise a little bit back Mm -hmm. off their their fall why is that madeline because guys it's the end of the world as, as we, we know, know it oh <laughs> um, yeah no, so this jo- whole jo- joking jokes aside is, jokes is joking aside for sure COVID-19. um we're dealing with this virus which is a bummer and i mean we're fortunate enough so far that it has not impacted us as uh you know horribly we, well so we are in places. boston we are in massachusetts there's a state of emergency but so far eftopia is still working in the office I know a lot of our 
partners in New York. are immune. <laughs> That's true. Everyone gets a shot when they come in the door. So, yeah. no, I, I know a lot of our, our partners in New York and California are already working from home. Yeah. Sh- I feel like at this rate, it's going to hit us. But 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 either way, we are it, – it, it's this crazy global um, – I'm going to call it a phenomenon where uh, there's trends in the data everywhere, folks. So yep. if we – we know it's a very serious subject. Yep. Uh, the virus, it's quite frankly, it's killing people. But I mean, what what we provide is is consumer trends uh, from the impact of that, and so that's what we're going to share with you. Yeah, I do appreciate that info because we do not at all want to make light of this. But no. obviously, this impacts every industry, so it impacts our industry. So we've been noticing things, and we've been wanting to share it with our audience. So. Um, like you said, food delivery, oddly enough, it's on the rise. I was thinking about this and like, I know you've been said like, that's crazy. Why would you want someone to deliver food during this time? But I guess when you think about it, it's still better than going to a populated restaurant. Like if you're not going to cook food, you know, one guy delivering your food or going to a populated restaurant, I guess your chances are still better. Once again, it's not for me, but. We're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing Italy, which had its nationwide quarantine, um, food deliveries up there, and right. So yeah, Ch- China is obviously the the uh, the epicenter here. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it's believed that that that's the origin. So initially, we saw like nosedives for things like your coffee apps, your Luckin Coffee, your Starbucks, your KFC, um, something called uh, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Heidi Lao, mm-hmm. and. Just recently, we have actually started to see Starbucks and Luckin Coffee uh, start to climb back up slowly as, or sorry, um, actually just KFC and Starbucks uh, as they allow for mobile ordering pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, ride sharing's been down in China as well. Video streaming has been up. Certain, not all games, by the way, but certain games have certainly been trending up in China. Uh, do you want to talk about Korea? Yeah. So I uh, did some research here on Korea to stay on the food topic. Um, grocery delivery is also a thing that makes a little more sense to me than food I, delivery. I can get that, yeah. Yeah. So um, for ins- the number one app for a little while, at least on the Google Play App Store, was this app called public shopping or at least that's what it translate to in english mm-hmm. um so you can buy and request home delivery for everything you'd find at your local market using it um and this skyrocketed i mean daily active users were up 307 percent and sessions were up almost 500 percent um so we saw a pretty obvious uptick that led to it you know being at the top of the app store um they also have another app called post kmall uh, which is, I, I don't know, it, it like, I mean, I don't understand it, but potentially like a post office app, same type of deal. You can buy goods from it, consumer goods. And I think you can either pick up uh, at a specified location or you can get it delivered to you. Um, so there are other apps like that in Korea that are going up. Um, as Adam mentioned, as people are staying inside, entertainment and streaming is up. If you do look at Netflix, I'm sure that's up in several areas. Um, in Korea, app sessions are up almost 15%. And to get specifics, again, you can always, I mean, you can always get our latest on the blog, blog.aptopia.com. Uh, you can get the specifics there. Mm-hmm. And across the board, I'm going to go, I'm going to mention three things. Yeah. Um, across the board, we're seeing 
both workplace chat apps, which I'm sure you've already heard, workplace chat apps rising, classroom apps rising as people aren't allowed to go to school. Those are things like um, Google Classroom or uh, Class Dojo, things like that. And it's this is you might have heard this story as well. Ding Talk is a um, mm. it's a chat app used for both business and for school. Right. And uh, children these days are smart. They're so things. And so what they've done is they know that if an app gets a certain amount of low ratings or, or I should say reaches a, um, a very low rating, I think it's like below, I don't know if it's 1.4 or something, yeah, but something it essentially, there. it either gets flagged for review or gets removed and then is reviewed from the app store. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to do homework. They're home from school, right? <laughs> and they're being assigned work through this app. It's called Ding Talk. And so they've all unified together to just give this app bad ratings uh, you know shed a tear for the for the publisher and the developer but i know um so it it was not removed from the store but it has terrible ratings now and it's it's kind of funny um yeah it's it's back up there a little bit because people tried to put like redeeming reviews it looks like all teachers united or something to be like it's actually a good useful app but those kids went at that thing um, Costco and BJ's in the United States, those are wholesale clubs. I'm sure you guys have heard of those. Those are sky- downloads of those are skyrocketing. And then, um, you know, airlines, online travel agencies, hotels, cruise lines, uh, these things, and ride sharing, these things, they're essentially all decreasing. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this, I think, I think if you put your brain into it, none of this is like shocking, right? It's all kind of like, oh, when you think about the impact of the virus, this makes sense. But if you go and you look at our data, um, it kind of just puts specific numbers to it yeah. and visuals to it for you. Yeah. I think the one thing that puts us in a different position, too, is often uh, we're seeing a lot of these articles about the negative impacts, which for sure there's a ton. Um, and then we, you know, oddly enough, see these, I guess, I don't want to say like people that benefited from this, but there's always beneficiaries. Sure. Yeah, certainly. Um, some companies, especially on mobile are, are doing better. That's the nature of working and learning from home. And it's something we're going to be tracking. So we're also hoping to see, you know, the end of the virus and then these apps that were shooting down are (laughs) are now shooting back up and that'll kind of be a, a sign for us to understand. Um, which we've seen a little bit of in China as they as they try to get back to normal life. Mm-hmm. So, closing thoughts. Um, we have we have a lot coming up for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Toward the end of this month, we have a streaming report coming out with Braze. Shout out to the to the team over there. That'll go over a ton of streaming video apps, uh, impact of Disney Plus. Really excited to bring that guy bring that to you guys in April or May. We're going to have a travel report coming out with Mo Engage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know enough about that yet, but it's coming to you. It's coming. And then in terms of guests for this podcast, we have more people from Lyft. Um, I believe we're going to have Jonathan on from Ad Colony. And I, I forget his last name right now. What is it? Harrop. Harrop. Jonathan Harrop. Shout out, John. Uh, and then we're also going to be getting some brands on, which is really exciting and, yeah. and potentially a few reporters as well. So we're, we're growing our interest. We're growing our presence. We're very excited about it. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. If there's something it? you wish we had covered or would like us to cover in the future, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Interact with us on, on uh, Twitter or wherever we we do get back to people uh, mm-hmm. because we do nothing else here. This is it. Yeah. We're just here to... 
podcast and shoot the shit, man. That's right. That's all we're paid for. So that's, that's it. Um. All right. Is that all we got? I think it is. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Oh my god. Oh and thank my you. god. Stop. Thank guys. you to our live Ugh. studio audience. God, it is. It's too much. They're too good. <laughs> Bye. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Jiki Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the crocus in the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark, walk through my heaven with levitation from Reefers, Drench, and Deep as an E7 show.